I welcome everyone to The Point with me, your host, Jeff Spikes. I am excited to be here. I'm redoing a episode because it was lost in translation. Something technical happened and it didn't go through. And today I'm going to talk about something that I, I, I just mentioned a little bit in our previous podcast, but it, it kind of reminded me of what I really wanted to address and talk about in the, in this episode. And that is the ability to listen to our intuition and to sit in a place of knowing. And where we just know there's no thought needed. There's not the requirement for justifications or rationalizations. There's just something we know. Some people I know will say, oh, it's about to rain. And they just know that. And you'll ask, well, how do you know that? I don't know. They, they, they can't tell you. And maybe they can say, oh, well, the smell in the air is a little bit different. But every so often that fails them, right? That, that alone won't do it. Or it, maybe it's their knee gets sore or there's some part of their body that they always acts up right before it rains. But there's some intuitive sense that says, no, I just know it's going to rain. And the people I know that have always been right on the money with that, it's an overall general feeling that they just know. They just know. And I, I always like to mention some way of fathoming or understanding an idea that's simple before we dig a little bit deeper and think about the complexity of it. But for me, this topic was somewhat more emotionally charged because my dad had always told me, son, listen to that still small boy, you know, and that way I called it my gut my gut level intuition, but he called it the still small voice. He'd also call it the Christ energy, the Christ, the, the Christ like energy or the Christ energy. He called, um, he spoke of that differently than he did some other thing. Um, he, he spoke of that differently as an energy than he did of the man, Jesus Christ that's written about. Right. So it's, um, and differently than he did about God or the Holy Spirit or biblical thing. And that Christ spirit or energy didn't need any words the way he described it. It just was a knowing. It was just this home love-centered understanding of things. And anyway, he told me I had, he'd always tell me I have a really strong one. Now, I went through times in my life where I thought he was just manipulating me. You're just trying to get me to settle in on a decision and helping me connect to a feeling. And I, I don't know what's real or not. And now that I'm, I've, I'm a father of adult children, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't think he knew much, but, um, cause I certainly, you know, don't know much other than how much I love my children. Right. And I, and other people in my life related to them. And I just, um, there is that gut level instinctive sense of self that comes. And for me, sometimes those gut level notions, those, those, the still small voice, sometimes when it's really crystal clear and it's the simplest of instruction, it's the simplest of ideas. It feels like the hardest thing to do. So without digging deep into some of those examples, um, because Every single time I have that simple of an idea that comes to me, that's really clear 
I could argue right or wrong. So in our, in the last episode, I talked a little bit about evaluating ourselves from right or wrong and always having a, a measurable, stable system metric that is crystal clear that we can measure on paper, like a graph or a chart and having another metric that we always use that, ta- that measures our values. And did we really meet the standards we were looking to meet in that same time frame? So did I make, did, did my company create the revenue of X? Did we hit a, you know, million dollar day, a $500,000 day and, or a hundred thousand, whatever the number is that you're working towards. It's a good number to count. That's a good number to look at. Were my costs controlled where they need to be at X percentage? And did I hit the numbers I wanted to? We, we, we like measuring these things, especially when we're trying to really change something to benefit ourselves and all the people that we're, that we're working with in the process. So we're missing if we don't measure the other side of that is, did I meet my values? Cause some days we're going to undershoot. Some days we're going to overshoot. Sometimes our, our, we're not always going to hit on the money of our goals, but without it, what's going to, we're not going to have results. We're, we, we don't stand a chance of having the same results without setting the goal. So we set the goal. But it's the same thing with our values. So we always want to have two sides to a measurement where we look at how well we're doing in on the numbers and how well we're doing with our values so that one doesn't end up ruling the other. There are days where we make more and hit our values right on. And sometimes those are correlated and those are amazing days. There's other days where we stick with our values. We don't worry about the numbers. We know that we're leaving that up to a different source of energy because we are going to choose to do the right thing. For example, I can hit some numbers of profitability by not paying a bunch of bills if that's the only thing that's important to me. So, but then we get a false sense of security. So at some point our brain can play tricks with us. Our mind can play tricks with us and get us going. One of the ways to circumvent that is have two forms of measurement. Now, sometimes we also can say that that creates the Trinity, right? So the three, anything with three, like the tripod is the strong, is, is one of the strongest structures, right? So you can look at, you know, the anchor points of things that happen and look for those three things. And that's a, that's a, a good number three for a lot of reasons for foundations and for, for reasonability. But when you think about that, some people will say that having the physical number thing you want to reach and the values or ethical goals that we want to reach and ourselves or God or whatever we're measuring that with, maybe our higher selves and how we're connected to that, that becomes like the Trinity. And now we're anchored and rooted in things that are, that are positive that we can believe in. Um, there's some much deeper, more defined ways of looking at that, that you can find if you look up, um, Christian business organizations of, of how people do that. So the point being, we want to have those two forms of measurement at all time, whenever possible. Um, okay. So we're back to this still small voice. And my dad used to say, trust your still small voice and listen. Well, 
on the days, back to this idea, that on the days that I got an answer to some question, especially when it was relational and it had to do with changing the landscape of a relationship I was in, I, whether it was a wor at work or whatever, if it was relational based. And I would, I would think, man, I so get closer, you know, move closer into that real partnership, that relationship. Well, wait, I could t say 10 different ways. If it's a supplier, well, wait a minute, that puts this other supplier at risk. I don't know. Ah, the relationship over here. Look at all the things that could challenge. Wait, my intuition just told me that's the best thing to do. Why does that sometimes feel like the most uncomfortable thing? Because oftentimes we can think 10 ways around it. So having the trust and the faith and the track record, right, of listening and of to the still small voice ends up playing a significant part. But sometimes these things are just simply belief related and oriented and give us the data of how to move forward in a consistent way. I compare this to a golf swing because for the first time in my life, I've got a golf swing that I can live with and that when I swing, I am not worried about what compensation I'm using. So I used to twist my hands in a certain way to turn the face of the club far enough over so that I wouldn't slice the ball or hook the ball. And I, so I was compensating. So I was like, okay, do So now what I find myself doing now that I have a swing that I feel confident in, I'm for the first time, not worried about the compensation I'm using to make sure I hit it in the vicinity. I want it to go in. I'm actually working on just following the body movements and the hand positions that I meant to that will make the ball go straight if I execute well. Right. So intuition can be a lot like that. We can be compensating because I really want to do this over here, but oh, I'm going to do this because this is the well, this is the thing to do. Well, having a track record works on some hand and on other hands, it's just trusting and believing that that's right. So if the golf swing analogy sticks, that actually fits our, the last episode talking about making decisions. Sometimes I just have to trust that someone else knows better about how the physiology works in the, in the body with a swing and knows what arm to keep straight and not keep straight and what leg to, you know, when to lift a foot off the ground or not lift a foot off the ground, what a proper follow through looks like. I can trust that they know what they're doing and however uncomfortable that feels physically, I can still practice the swing the best of my ability, the way that they're prescribing until it becomes comfortable. Changes can be so much like that, but listening to that still small voice. Now, my dad was full of fun saying. He was born and born and raised in Amarillo, Texas. And I don't know, he just has, for whatever reason, right, wrong, or different, he had some fun sayings. And, um, I, uh, I really, in hindsight, appreciate that about him. We, we talked about that a little bit. He passed in 2010 in kind of, in a, in a somewhat tragic way. And, um, <clears throat> we made light of his sayings because he never really stated that he wanted it. Matter of fact, he stated he did not want a big funeral or big to do. He didn't love the big to do's about him, but he was a kind man that loved being of service to others. And he was involved in all types of high school and 
activities uh, as, you know, helping students achieve and go places. He was um, helping some, uh, he had two different organizations that he worked with students on. One was in a preparatory academy for the military academies, and the other was, was in a high school in a rocket program, and he was putting his scientific background um, to use in helping students learn about rockets. And I remember him telling me this amazing story about a young lady that was, um, had no, her, her greatest ambition was to be a hairdresser and to have a chair in one of the small towns, beauty parlors and get married and have kids. And she got into this rocket program of this high school and found this part of herself. And she, I don't know where she works today, but she had assisted in on a team of other high school students testing ideas for NASA for the cone, the tip of the, of the rocket and different cone shapes and materials and was so excited about what she was learning and doing. And, um, I have no idea if she ever continued to cut hair or had any desire to want to do any of that type of thing. But she never would have known what she didn't know if she didn't try something new and different. Anyway, my dad was involved in those things. And he was coming home after a whole day, 10, 12 days of rain. And this one particular water crossing, it had been, had water in it for at least 10 days. And he crossed it every day. And this time it happened to be that it was a significant amount of water was just about to go through it. And it had raised four or five inches, just enough to flood the truck. And as he went through it and flooded the truck, he got out, decided to walk across. And what he didn't know is that there was this huge wall of water coming and it washed him away, him in the truck. And he passed that day. So it's, it was a, it was a lot of people in the community rallied and went and did a search party. He wasn't the only one in crisis that day. This was a major flood for a lot of people. I'm, I'm pretty confident he wasn't the only life lost that day either, but to me, it was significant, right? Um, and to many people in the community, they all rallied. So he was basically not, I guess what I'm saying is he was not going to get the small, you know, little to do or nothing funeral or, or service that he was thinking he deserved or that he wanted. It was standing room only in one of the largest churches in town, and it was epic. There was a lot of people there. And one of his favorite saying, <laughs> I say it's his favorite saying, and he can't argue with me today, um, not on this podcast, but he says, every time I'd say, see you later, dad, he'd say, God willing and the creek don't rise for years. God willing and the creek don't rise. And wait, so we made light of that. Another favorite saying he had was go do good things. And, uh, so we made fun of those two things. We had fun with those two sayings when we honored my father and uh, when I did his eulogy and we laughed and we had fun. But so when someone has those kinds of sayings, you know, I guess listen to your still small voice. If that has the same weight and bearing, the reality of listening to your still small voice, is God willing the creek don't rise, I need, I should, I hope I listen, right? Because, um, it's just the oddest things that happen, right? Um, so fond memories, fond, wonderful, amazing memories 
come when I talk about this and <clears throat> a little emotional too. It's, uh, we always remember the people we love no matter where they are. And I challenge whether or not there's really any separation. I almost, um, if, if I'm always able to have someone in my thoughts, whether I'm sitting next to them or not, but anyway, um, listen to our still small voice. What does that mean? How do we do that? But what about when it's tough to do? What about when it's challenging or difficult? I've been, I've been starting relationships, you know, I've been, I've been new in environments and I'll hear and all my still small voice will say, man, stay away from that person or that group, but I'm making good headway, getting to know a bunch of people. I have a very difficult time listening to that because I love knowing everybody and I'm, I'm very gregarious and my strengths, my strengths assessments, woo is in my top five. So, but I, I've gotten to learn appropriate and effective ways of maybe having a little bit of both. So this art and this lifestyle and this ability of slowing down and listening to ourselves and paying attention, that still small voice can be very impactful. I have found over the years, over time, that the better I am at paying attention to that, the better I am at acknowledging that still small voice, the better off I am. Oftentimes I will question myself as to why did I back away from something? I will be working towards a relationship with someone and I'll back away from that relationship for some reason. And my still small voice says, get to know that person, keep moving forward, knowing that person. And it's so easy to keep going the other direction because it takes effort to go out of our way to include someone new in our life that. We may benefit. I have no idea why. And I'll think to myself later, well, why did I shy away from that relationship when my gut was telling me to continue moving forward with that relationship? And what about the times that I'll use the idea of the still small voice to continue moving in a direction and find out that that's not really what was happening. So all of this, none of this means that if we listen, I don't think this is the important delineation to make, but if we always listen to our still small voice, we can't guarantee a result, but what we can guarantee is that our relationship with ourself and when it's our mind or our gut or our heart, when it's the different parts, how our body's speaking to us, how our senses are interacting. If we're listening to that still small voice, whenever you call it, that intuition, the notion, the consideration of something that you're considering, what we can guarantee is that our relationship in your relationship with yourself will increase and change, and you will gain a more intimate understanding of how you work and how you make your best decisions and how you interact with the world in the most effective way. And then when you start setting goals and ideas towards what you really want and start gaining an understanding, you have a much better, more centered way and chance of getting where you want to go. 
Many of us disconnect from a relationship with ourselves in order to move forward, put our head down and go. Buy into the struggle. Let's make it hard. When things are hard or difficult, we, sometimes we got to trudge through it and deny ourselves the feelings we're having because it's uncomfortable. So we're sometimes teaching ourselves to disconnect from that still small voice and disconnect from listening to ourselves and our bodies and our intuition and push through. And that can be valuable and necessary and part of your journey. What I do know is that if you don't stop, pause, listen, and develop the relationship with yourself and that still, that still small boy, that you will be cheating yourselves of an amazing relationship that will reveal things to you you never could imagine. So that's the end of this podcast. <laughs> Keep comments coming. I have no idea what's coming back on this one. I, I went into a whole nother realm of, uh, my own emotion and my own journey of thought. And, uh, I appreciate everyone being here. If you've got, um, any questions, any thoughts, reach out to me, DM me. I'm, I love hearing it. I'm really enjoying all of the interactions and I look forward to many more. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.